Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have Mark DeGallier from Oro Valley, Arizona, which is near Tucson with us. And he is the father of Emily Langer, who was my episode, I guess, two episodes ago, whatever number that was. Come on in, Mark. Thank you for joining us. Um, she actually did say in the interview, you should interview my dad. And I was like, I would love that. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, so the the episode in between us, uh, between this and that, was uh, Eric Warner, who was also a friend of yours. So go ahead. Why don't you tell us, mm -hmm. you're a web developer. What do you do? How long have you been doing it? How did you start working from home? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I've been trying to work from home my whole life. Uh, uh, the, the last bout of working from home has been 15 years. And I feel like I've, my wife and I have finally made it work and uh, we're enjoying the fruits of all of our labors and, and lucks. Uh, so yeah, um, I just enjoy working from home because of all the benefits it provides for us and our family. And there's a lot of challenges too, but uh, I think uh, just remembering the reason we're at home and like the flexibility and then remembering while while we're we're doing it to take advantage of those benefits because oh, you right. can get sort of sucked into the work and uh never go out for a hike at two o'clock in the afternoon you know so mm. that's why i'm doing it so i can do that but i don't hike nearly as much <laughs> have you always been a web developer is that where you started or what path have you followed to get to now oh dear uh I sort of fell into it. I really wanted to be an artist. Um, and my some of my first jobs were in graphic design in the early 90s when multimedia was a big deal. Uh, so I, I was trying to do art and graphic design for that, but um, it required some programming sometimes too. And I was also had an engineering background. So I ended up doing the programming in those small graphic design multimedia shops. And they found out I was a much better programmer than an artist. So uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up uh, with that work instead of the graphic design. Um, so you said that the most recent 15 years um, you've been working from home, but you have had a few, a few goes at it. How long overall yeah. in all did you work from home so far? Well, I haven't added it up, but uh, the last 15 and then there was four, four years when we were first married and we had two babies. I was just right out of college. I just thought I'm gonna start a business, which I don't think that's really good advice. I think my advice would be learn from somebody else for a while and then start a business, but um, gave it a go for four years and then started working it for other people. And then every every five years or so, I would try it again <laughs> uh, until, you know, I just never had a lot of margin for savings and such. So yeah. if I had a dry, dry month, it was just devastating. So I'd have to go back and get a real job. As, as someone once told me, 
you know, you should get a real job. So. The definition of that's, real job that's all right. these days has changed a few times, <laughs> I think, but I hear you. I mean, I actually just accepted a temporary job. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my, my main form of income from the last several years dried up just recently and I'm temporarily going to be an online teacher, but like in alternative school where the students are physically sitting in the room with me mm-hmm. taking online classes, but with, um, I'll be kind of like a proctor who grades their stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I understand what they mean. You know, it's no, you know, uh, most jobs come with benefits and, you know, healthcare and retirement and, and a secure paycheck. So maybe uh, rather than saying a real job, it's more like a traditional job. Tr- yeah. Yeah, that would, but it would have been less hurtful. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, but, yeah, so I had to sort of roll with the punches and do what I had to do to keep the family fed and housed. Yeah, but for the last 15 years, now, do you still have any minors living with you or is everyone grown and gone now? They're all grown and doing well. Okay. Which is, uh, which I, I like to say that was my, my main job. And it was one one success that I think I've had. <laughs> My grandmother always, I don't know if she was, if this was her quote or if she was quoting someone else, but she'd always say, you know, that she had so many kids and none of them a felon. None of them a felon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the a high bar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can be a good mom to felons too, but um. So going back, what was your original motivation for wanting to start your own business right out of college? Well, I thought, you know, having the freedom would be great. Um, And then I also thought there'd be a lot more potential in uh, having my own business, be able to control, you know, the finances and uh, make a killing, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't quite work out that way. You weren't I mean, the one Even though the best plans, <laughs> uh, sometimes it just doesn't, it's not the right time. Yeah. And that, that particular business was the wrong time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, most recently or like 15 years ago when I started this full-time consulting, I was working at a. Uh, web development, small web development company. And, uh, it was no disrespect to them. You know, they were paying me as much as they could and there weren't many benefits and such. So I started freelancing and I, after a couple of years doing that, uh, I was making as much freelancing for just a few hours a night, you know, than I was working full time. Mm -hmm. And because of our priorities, my wife and I thought, you know, one of those has to go, you know, because I want to spend time with my kids and family. That's always been my number one job. You didn't want two full time jobs? No, well, even one and a half, you know, it's just one's enough. (laughs) 
and I know that's not for everybody, but that's that's what we chose. Um, so we had to decide which one. You know, I could work at home on with my own and not have any benefits, or I could work for someone else and not have any benefits. Right. So, well, <laughs> let's give it a whirl. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we tried that many times before, so we knew it was risky. Yeah. But, you know, I keep trying and roll with the punches. So basically and, uh, what you it did. It didn't go that well the first couple of years. Sorry. Oh, oh go ahead. It didn't go that well the first couple of years, but... Uh, uh, a few years into it, I found a contract that kept us alive for five years. And then when that one dried up, this a state contract came up with, you know, I had to bid on this big contract with the state of Minnesota. And I thought, you know, who am I? You know, I have no business even trying, you know. And so I thought just for an exercise, I'll write it out. And I had the you know, a 50 page proposal. And I just thought, this is stupid. It's just, they're just going to laugh at me. And I was just, I was going to just throw it away, but I handed it in and I got it. And I've been doing that for seven years. And we've, I don't know, it's been the best thing ever. So, well, good. So just, the first time, try. sorry, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, no. That... I was just saying, just you just can't be afraid to try and get laughed at. Because <laughs> it might pay off and give you the right. freedom that you were looking for. Yeah. So the first time you tried working from home straight out of college, you didn't have that side gig. You were just going for it and you hadn't really proved it. Mm -hmm. Where the second time you were doing them alongside so you could see that this, yes, this could exactly. pay off. It could yeah, I've seen a lot of people do that sort of thing where they, you know, basically transition one thing into another and then let go um, mm -hmm. of that, you know, more traditional job once they proved it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see here. And then I know from your interview, my interview with Emily, that you were also homeschooling your children during those years. So you all were kind of yeah. at home. Uh, was your wife yeah. also working during those years? Was she working during those years or was she primarily focused on the home education? Primarily with the home education, but she also um, has an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, mm -hmm. We were renting a farm at one point and we had goats. I made a website for her to sell goat milk soap. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was sort of a nice little side business we had for a while. Um, so she did other side businesses too. And, uh, at one point we needed some extra money and she had, a, she got a part-time job. And I think that, that those were the years when Emily mentioned we, I was at home homeschooling. Oh, right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, recess was watch mash for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes two episodes, you know, but uh, she came back home and got us all back into shape again. But, <laughs> I don't know. We, we like I mean, being I together. I mean, I have no judgment. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife and I have been married for 30 years and 
we like being together and working together. And, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit, we didn't really feel much different. Hmm. Um, we were still working from home and didn't affect my industry too much. So, right. And not everyone can say that. Not everyone feels like they would do well or that their marriage would survive. No, it's not uh, working side yeah, by it's side. Not for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, any other questions from that era um, that I wanted to get to. Um, oh, where were you living back then when you started this business 15 years ago? Were you in Wisconsin or Minnesota or did you ever live in both? Just, okay. Uh, just across from Winona, Minnesota. Right. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. So you were started there. And then at what point did you transition to Arizona? Um, just three years ago, we, um, we realized we were empty nesters and mm. we're, I don't know, don't want to insult any Minnesotans, but we were tired of the weather. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I left. <laughs> and, and, uh, we thought, well, we can do this. I asked my client if it'd be okay, you know, if I was elsewhere. And they said, well, we're all working from home too. So, mm -hmm. so they understood. <laughs> we won't even know. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I worked, um, I worked on site in the Rochester area until the summer of 2008, uh, the winter of 2007, 2008 kicked my butt. It was like super high winds that year, lots of dry snow and blizzard conditions and the interstate I-90, that the same commute that your daughter was doing from Austin to Rochester, it was deadly. Like I, you know, there's diehard yeah. Minnesotans and then there's like dead Minnesotans and I didn't want to be one of those. Um, and so I bought a house. Yeah. Um, nine hours South and, uh, just was, I never expected to come to Arizona. My cat just came in here, kitty. Um, She's been a little sick lately. We don't know how many more years we're going to have with her, if many. So we're uh, we're trying to figure out all of her issues. She thinks that our entire house is her litter box now, um, which has been oh, no. pretty stressful. <laughs> when it worked, you know, she knew where her litter box was for 14 years um, and now doesn't. So, um, yeah, I moved uh, to Missouri, met my husband spent a couple of years, four years actually in Illinois. And then uh, he ended up getting a job here, which was not on my radar at all. And it was kind of like a culture shock for me. Cause like, if you, if you intended to move to Arizona, I unexpectedly moved to Arizona. Uh -huh. <laughs> so how did you, like, did you, did you look over the 50 States and you think where would I want to live when you chose Tucson or the Tucson area? Yeah. Well, my wife did a lot of research. She's a expert Googler mm -hmm. and she, we, we listed everything we didn't like about where we were and found, <laughs> we did a search for like noise pollution, mm. air pollution, how many days of sunshine a year. <laughs> and we all landed, it all landed in Oro Valley, Arizona. It's like, like specifically like the place for us. Yeah. Specifically Oro Valley. Like you didn't just like try to move to Arizona. You wanted to move specifically to the city that you went to. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, we would never be able to afford to buy a house here, but we found a really good deal renting. Good. 
And uh, I hope you're locked in right now. <laughs> well, it's year to year, but it's they've been good to us the three yeah. years we've been here. Good. Okay. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Oro Valley. I've we've never even visited Tucson. Uh-huh. Um well, Oro Valley is a, like a suburb of Tucson. Um can I tell you? It's sort of a lot of professionals living here. Um, a lot of great views of mountains. Got the saguaros all around us. We have a lot of wildlife in our backyard. I don't know whether those the aspects you were looking for or not. Um, but as far as getting back to working from home, it's been a little challenging to find friends. Uh huh. Because you know we're we don't have any other currently have uh, any other clubs we belong to. Yeah. But and then COVID hit also, so we weren't able to to join any. Right. So we're just sort of restarting and finding some uh, community here. It usually feels like it takes me a good two years to feel settled in. Mm-hmm. And even though you've been there for three, the last year and a half, almost two years don't count. So mm-hmm. I can see that being a thing. Now, are you finding ways to stay connected with your previous tribe, if you will, from back home? Yeah. So we we travel back, try to travel back once a year and people come out to visit us. Mm-hmm. And of course we Zoom with our granddaughter. Yep. Um, we started doing that at, during COVID, which really didn't matter. We should have been doing it before that. Yeah. <laughs> I know I get it because I mean, I have a million brothers and sisters and my parents and we basically only talked on the phone like every few weeks, if not months sometimes. In COVID, like mm-hmm. we got regular, like we got uh, consistent with, you know, the weekly, the weekly thing. How often do you find yourself Zooming? Um, lately, it's been less and less, but every two weeks, maybe we'll, mm-hmm. we'll Zoom with Mina. And uh, we also got a switch. So we, we, we do driving with our kids on Mario Kart. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> they're cool. all in Minnesota and so we we raced the last weekend and have conversations while we race <laughs> we have a switch as well but we didn't have it connected to an online account until we got a game called Splatoon 2 and that basically required an online account where you'd have to um, compete against others to be able to like mm-hmm. get the next level of it's like a paint spreading game so you're like splatting and splashing and dumping and rolling and shooting paint all over <laughs> the place um and so we had gotten by without an online account for two years but now that we have that it'll make it a little easier for us to connect with some friends for some of those games that mm-hmm. you know the way that normal people do that but we you know because of our the age of our kids we are very cautious about you know how they could communicate with others online and you know how we can right. protect them um, and so, so mm-hmm. far, you know, so good. And I think that the kids have a pretty good awareness now of, you know, why and, and how we are trying to keep them safe. The cat is right. just loving all this attention right now. She doesn't usually come in while I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So what about for your work? Are you primarily sitting at a desk in an office? Do you, how do you have yeah. your office set up in your home right now? Well, this is it. Uh, I have, uh, I just, I broke down and bought a Windows laptop, which I said I would never, ever, ever, ever do again. I've oh. been doing work on a Chromebook for all this time. Oh, really? Which, which was, I guess I did it because of a boycott and uh, the challenge to see if it could be done. Mm, <laughs> nice. But since I got a more teaching, online teaching work, I needed to get a PC. So I made the switch right. over. A lot of the uh, uh, LMS, uh, like the learning management systems, some of them don't work on a Chromebook. Mm, I've learned. Yeah. So why don't you talk about <laughs> this? So you have been doing your web development for 15 years, the last seven with a particular client out of Minnesota. What mm. was this teaching job? Well, um, one of my old bosses uh, had a contact at the school in Winona and uh, they were looking for a teacher and he said, or, you know, he wasn't interested. So he said, I wondered if I would be. And I had met I hadn't even thought about doing that, but I said, sure. And uh, <laughs> when was so it's this? online teaching. This was, uh, I don't know, four years ago, and it was just one class. So mm -hmm. it wasn't enough to get any benefits or anything. It was sort of like adjunct teaching yeah. online. Okay, so this was before you moved to Arizona? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Winona is a Minnesota city, and this is why I think I thought that you also had lived in Minnesota at some point, but it was Emily who had right. lived in Minnesota. Okay. And I lived right. in Minnesota. So, um, so right. just across the border, basically, um, the La Crosse, Wisconsin area is a smaller city also. Are they the same size, Wisconsin, uh, Winona and um, La Crosse? I lived in a really small town of 800 people in Wisconsin mm. called Fountain okay. City. All right. And that's on the Mississippi. And we were real, literally on the Mississippi. We, we saw the river from our house. Oh, wow. Just across the street. And we mentioned and then, the bluffs and how gorgeous it is out there. Yeah. And so we drove across the river to go to grocery shopping and to go to Winona, the, the okay. 20,000 size city. So Winona so was, was a tech your school there. Okay. Yeah. And I was born there. Um, so there's a tech school there and they needed a HTML instructor. Okay. And that grew into also teaching web graphics, which I said previously I was no good at, but <laughs> my one but job. But can you teach it? <laughs> I can teach it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That okay, doesn't mean so that teachers can't do it. <laughs> right. So you already had been working as a freelancer or web developer and teaching, and then you moved. So were all of your classes always online? Yes. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. wasn't a problem then, either then? No. And then this year they needed to teach two more classes. So I had four classes, which boosted me up to a level where I could get benefits. Oh, right. Which is crazy. I know that, you know, it's, beyond working from home, being self-employed has its own 
benefits and issues and healthcare is one of them. And Let's so talk I started about that. getting started getting these benefits and I'd never had benefits my whole life. I've been working for 30 years. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And uh, now I have, you know, matching retirement. Um, nice. I mean, it's, and uh, yeah, healthcare. And I was telling my kids all about these perks I get, and I said it just feels dirty. You know, <laughs> I just don't know, don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve this. <laughs> So, <laughs> so yeah, before that, uh, I know we chatted before we started recording about it. I don't, don't know what's been recorded or not. Um, you know, we were sort of struggling as we raised our family. You know, the kids, we see old movies of the kids in their, their sweatsuits, which they wore all year round, you know. <laughs> from Goodwill or something, and we, we just, that's how we lived, and uh, mm. sometimes we had health insurance, sometimes we didn't, sometimes, you know, we had to go out on our own and find the plan all on our own, or we were even on state health care, which was really pretty nice, because when I was 30, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Mm. which is an expensive and time-consuming disease. Right. Um, and, you know, my wife has issues too. And uh, so I think part of, of uh, working from home has helped, you know, it makes it a lot easier to make doctor's appointments and manage mm -hmm. your diseases or conditions. Mm -hmm. um, where, it, you know, if I was an employer, I'd be frustrated with me as an employee because <laughs> I think, you know, either messing with my health all the time or going to appointments. Okay. You now this way I can take the time and do it. And you have a very understanding boss when you, when it's you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. But uh, yeah, so up until last year, you know, well, before last year we were on the marketplace plans, which were pretty good uh, at the beginning. They were, and but they were fairly expensive. Um, but that was the price we paid for our independence. And I, yeah. I keep reminding myself, you know, if I ever get bitter about not having all the things I dreamed of when I was a kid, you know, a big house and an airplane and I think, well, obviously, my I had a higher priority of spending time with my family than having an airplane. Uh, and so I have to remind myself that, you know, I've arrived. I, I have what I wanted. I have yeah. that freedom. And uh, to be content with that. Your priorities changed, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, when I was little, I I had dreams, but I didn't know what priorities were. <laughs> Sometimes something has to give, and what's important bubbles up to the top. 
So now, uh, as of a year ago, you have the benefits that include your health insurance and mm-hmm. you live in basically like the paradise that you've chosen for your family that you and your right. wife, you scouted out and you, you picked where you wanted to live and you, and you achieved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we just, I wake up every day and think, I can't believe I live here. You know, or <laughs> I'm in this situation. I feel like that you in know, this, reality it, is it may not last forever. Yeah. But that's true you know, I got to be thankful every day for that day. And, uh, go out and do some hiking. <laughs> when we moved here, we were coming in uh, in the middle of the month of April, right into summer. <laughs> and it wasn't until, mm-hmm. you know, October, November, December, January, February, March, that I realized, oh, this is why people like Arizona so much. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it could be so That's... wonderful. I don't know if Tucson is yeah. just as brutal in the summer as it is here up by the Phoenix metro area. Well, it's maybe five degrees cooler, but that means it's 105. (laughs) So, yeah, the summers aren't that great. Um, It's sort of, we figure it's like winter. Uh, You just spend time indoors like winter is in Minnesota. I have described it exactly. Except you can go outside without putting a coat on. They say, you don't have to shovel sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dry heat. That's right. It's growing on me for sure. I don't know if we can Mm -hmm. imagine ourselves living here indefinitely, but that's like currently the plan. It just would be nice Mm -hmm. uh, if it would be a little easier to travel back and forth. Like, you know, once... um, since I had lost some of my income over the last year and a half by needing to reduce my hours to be with my kids more to help them with their online school, uh, you know, the perk of being able to just hop on an airplane and fly was, you know, a little harder. Well, obviously the pandemic too, <laughs> and made it harder right. in lots of different ways. Um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe next year it'll be easier to fly again and to mm-hmm. see families. So we're actually planning on um, maybe, I guess maybe by the time that this is, um, published we will know if we're there or not but we might try to drive to minnesota for christmas depending on a lot of factors that we're not sure (laughs) we don't know yet but the cool thing is is that um my husband has a little vacation we just have to get him back to be able to work from home but honestly we should probably just take his work computer along just in case there's a blizzard and he has to work from like you know he could he could work from a hotel if we needed to where in the Mm -hmm. past we couldn't um, and I am going to be on basically uh, a vacation with my kids, you know, until January 4th. So, right. um, but yeah, I, once I come back in January, I will be working on site part of the time and then doing this and so, some other things from home. So I'll kind of be in that hybrid situation too. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your setup right now. Are you set up in a living room, in an office, in a bedroom? Oh. Where are you working out of? Uh, this is a bedroom. Uh, we have a, we're renting this, what is it? Three bedroom house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so one bedroom is my office and my desk behind me is for my hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing model airplanes. Oh, right. And I do some, do some art, some paintings back there. Um, so you are an artist and, so setup, well, and you have airplanes. 
they're just smaller than yeah. you maybe originally thought. That's right. <laughs> you can't stop uh, stop it if, it if it's gonna happen. But uh, yeah, my setup, so I got this fancy mic for my recordings for teaching. Okay. And I have a green screen, trying to be more professional about that. I don't know if anyone appreciates it. <laughs> it Take students. it or leave it. <laughs> but it's, it's nerdy and it's fun. So, um, Emily may have mentioned, well, she did mention her minimalism. And I think my wife and I have embraced that also. Um, so our house, the setup is pretty minimalist. Um, very, very clean. We've, I mentioned we were having trouble making friends. We had some friends over and one, one couple said, does anybody live here? <laughs> you know, because it was sort of weird for them, I guess, to see our house. And then another couple said, this is intimidatingly clean. <laughs> so, so I told my wife, that's why we don't have friends. No, uh, to each their own though, right? Let, let people yeah, so be we're who gonna, they are. When we have people over, we're going to go mess it up a little bit. <laughs> hey, I, I really pictures. can't think. I can't think in a mess. So I'm a little weird that way. My husband would probably agree with you, but apparently I do just fine because I'm looking around and I'm not a minimalist at all. So, you know, I would like to, um, I, I enjoy downsizing. I enjoy, um, I enjoy the end result, but the process is more emotionally taxing, you know? So sometimes mm -hmm. I am just not, you know, ready or fit to go through it right now. Yeah. So you have, uh, this is a bedroom. Is it set up as an office or like a guest bedroom? No, it's just an office. Okay. Yeah. So you have two separate desks. Why did you choose to do two separate desks? Um, the desk I'm at is sort of an L shape. So I have my monitor. One of my monitors is up here and I can do some writing on this side. And then my hobby desk is, that's my messy area. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'm in the middle of a project, you can leave it out. It's a place to to leave it there, and it's not in the living room. It's not in our guest bedroom. Okay. And yeah. this is a fairly big room, so mm -hmm. uh, it was good to have those two desks. Nice. Is your wife also working from home at this time? No, she's uh, just enjoying her retirement, and uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> she's volunteering at a botanical garden here and doing a. On a neat, neat stuff there. That sounds wonderful. Uh, you know, we're talking a little bit, and I've talked about this a few times in the past. That you know, you ask why do you start the why did you start the podcast? And for me, you know, part of it is for me to be able to have the conversations. You said that you record your um, your teaching. So does that mean mm -hmm. that you're doing any live presentations or is everything asynchronous where you basically prepare a lecture, deliver it to a camera, and then and then they receive it um, whenever they want to yeah. watch it? It's all asynchronous. Mm -hmm. But uh, this, this semester I've done more volunteering to go one-on-one -on -one with students over Zoom uh, that, that need, need help. So. Cause and I that's know been that, great, so I really enjoy that. 
your students aren't your friends, but just even having the interaction is just literally having an interaction interaction versus just right. speaking to a camera. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, I, I thought I was doing them a favor by doing these zooms and it was really helpful for me to have some interaction with yeah. another human. Yeah. Or to feel like you're just <laughs> even able though to I'm an like introvert, you know, I, build I need rapport. It. I need people too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and how are your students responding to that? Are they taking you up on it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is so, that optional or is that part of the interaction that they're expected to have? It's optional. Yeah. Kind of like office hours or something like that. Right. Office hours. And, okay. And uh, in the past, I think before COVID I would offer, but no one would take me up on it. But I think people mm -hmm. are more, accustomed to it is just just like having a regular meeting now you know it's not it maybe more weird or awkward or yeah. yeah a lot more so between these two things that you're doing with a rug development and your teaching about how many hours a week are you putting in these days uh this is where my my kids sort of laugh at me because uh between well, the, the two of them, maybe 30 hours. And uh, I'm just, I, I could work more, uh, but I think, you know, with the, the rate I'm, I'm uh, charging, you know, I'm making enough. And, uh, and I, I wanna enjoy life I've been given. So, and this is the time to do it. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't know when, when will I, you know, when I'm done. I don't know if I'll ever be done. So I might as well enjoy a little bit as I go. So 30 hours feels good for you. Like not too much, not too little. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I, you know, I feel guilty. <laughs> you know, some people are just working so hard. Um, and and there are there are weeks or months when I do have to put in some hard work and really put my head down and push through a project. But then uh, my boss says I can. Uh, but my boss, being me, says I I can uh, let up after that nice. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's see here. We've got Oral Valley is about what 45 minutes to an hour from the phoenix metro area um two hours is it really are you further out yep. than tucson well we're on the north side of tucson mm -hmm. so it's all, almost two hours to get to mesa oh okay so i need to remember that well, next since time you're I... in the neighborhood you know you should come down and visit we want to uh we're looking there's a thing um maybe that would be something to look into if your granddaughter ever comes down but there's a thing called the pogo yeah. pass and i guess it they have some options for the tucson area as well but it's kind of like rather than buying a membership to the zoo or buying a membership to you know some trampoline park uh, this actually kind of mm -hmm. gives you a membership where you can try something different every weekend. And there's a lot of sports tickets and things like that. It's kind of like one of those oh, entertain neat. entertainment packs that you used to be able to get, or you could probably still buy them. 
Um, so like every three months you get like a free mini golf and a free trampoline thing. And then like every week mm-hmm. you could go here or there or the other thing. Um, I think that in the course of the year, you would get two tickets into the zoo per person. Uh, so we're looking at possibly getting that as a Christmas present. Um, either if, if we receive money from family, which I think was the plan, um, or, you know, something that I, you know, yeah, (laughs) I think, I think, I think it's on its way. Um, and that's what my parents have done for us the last few years is just like, there's a children's museum up in, um, the Phoenix area that we like to go to. So they would just buy us the membership and we go, um, but mm-hmm. now we could go, you know, here, there, or the other place. So there are a few things done in Tucson, and that might give us a reason to get down there uh, to go use, you know, our pass yeah. and see Tucson. And I know there's a lot of like really kind of cool museums and things on there too. Yeah. But specifically Oro Valley, mm-hmm. I mean, that's never been on my radar. I didn't even know about it until you explained it. <laughs> is it <laughs> is it known for something like for the hiking specifically? Um, I don't think specifically, uh, there is a great state park here, uh, Catalina state park. Okay. Um, and Mount Lemon is above Tucson where they have skiing for about a month in the, in the winter. Oh, really? So snows, you guys get, yeah. how far is it? Do you have to like travel up the mountain to get to the snow or are you already yeah, at an it elevated takes about an, It's 11 miles as the crow flies. Uh, from our house, okay. but it uh-huh. takes an hour to get up there. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> so long, what? windy road up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So but I haven't skied there yet. That's on my bucket list, I guess. I feel like it's about man four hours to get to Flagstaff from here, and that's where we would go to see mm-hmm. snow. But now I know we could also travel south to go find snow. Yeah. Is it like a ski resort check up first, the mountain? See if it, see if <laughs> if it does is. have snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be as good as Flagstaff. Like, are there... Oh, okay. It was interesting to me when we did visit Flagstaff last year that the the like the style of the houses and like the feel of the city reminded me a lot of like Austin, Minnesota, where Emily just yeah. moved from. You know, similar size of town. Yeah, sort of like the North Woods. Yeah. So um, my kids it's so, you know, different, like to go visit snow versus to just have to exist Mm -hmm. in the snow. All right. I want to change gears for a minute and ask you, how do you manage your time? So it's just the two of you bumping around in the house Mm -hmm. and do you get distracted? Are you very focused? I can be focused. Um, If I have a casual work day, you know, I I can get allow myself to get distracted. I don't know if that's a very good answer. Um, Generally, one of the benefits in which we want to take advantage of is not having an alarm. Mm -hmm. So I just wake up when I wake up and I have have my coffee and then I go to work. That Uh, sounds glorious. (laughs) No alarm? Where did I hear... I don't know if this has anything to do with what we're talking about. You know, I, I like I like sleeping, getting good night's sleep. So I think it's good for your health and your mind. So we just don't have an alarm. Uh, but 
you know, you spend a third of your life sleeping and a third of your life working. Well, I guess I don't. Not currently. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so um, working from home, I think I have to Um, not think that this office is always here in the house and get get pulled into it all the time because that mm-hmm. other third is mine and uh, a third of my life is mine and what I do with it is up to me. And yeah, I, I like spending it with my wife and family and doing I some can. other cre- creative projects. Yeah. Do you um, have but then, an... yeah, so as far as my schedule, you know, I put in a couple hours in the morning and then a few hours in the afternoon. And I guess, you know, in between there, you know, I can get distracted with some non-billable work, you know, like billing and <laughs> uh, <laughs> server maintenance okay. and computer maintenance. So it's not all billable. So. So are you doing it like in a block of like three hours in the morning and a block of three hours of the afternoon? That, it, that's generally the plan. It's nothing very rigid. Mm-hmm. I see in your uh, Google form that you filled out for me, you have a recommendation of Harvest Time Tracker. Can you talk about that, please? Yeah. So that. I know that there's a lot of different time trackers out there, but uh, I just wanted to recommend that one because I've been using it for all this time, probably 15 years, and it's just easy to start a timer on a project for a certain client, can set up the rate for that project, mm-hmm. and then and then you just stop it and, you know, when your day is done. And then at the end of the month, I just run a report and it spits out invoices for all my different clients. And uh, it has just made my life easier as far as that goes. I haven't Before ever that, had to you use know, something I was a little like messy that. with time tracking. Okay. But this way it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> I generally have worked an hourly job. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you log in for a meeting and you get paid for that time, you know, it's also hourly, but just a little different uh, format. Mm-hmm. So I haven't ever had to track my hours in that way. Um, how many of these hours um, software, uh, what did you just say? The non-billable billing and other things. Mm-hmm. Does that all add up though too? Are you counting that in your 30 hours a week? I used to. Uh Oh, am I? And that's that part of the 30. Probably, but it, it's not a huge percent. You know, it's mm-hmm. maybe 10% is mm-hmm. administrative, non billable stuff. And, yeah. um, oh, I also see you mentioned YNAB. Yeah. So our, I know what YNAB is, but you might have to tell it our, as though people don't know what that is. YNAB stands for You Need a Budget. And uh, it's a web-based web. It's a website uh, and an app um, for personal finances. Um, 
and it sounds strange, but uh, we, we, we've, over the years, we've tried to have a budget and our income has always fluctuated so much and we've had, they say that it's not an excuse to, that, that you don't have enough money to have a budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but since we started making more money, we thought we'll try this budgeting system, and we took advice from our millennial kids who are all using YNAB. Oh wow! And uh, it's amazing. It's like it's, it sounds like who wants to get excited about going out and buying Quicken? You know, it's it sounds horrible. But uh, YNAB has a lot of fun videos, and the whole system itself is, it's not accounting. It's, yeah. it's sort of like a philosophy. Um, I heard it described they, as, oh, go ahead. Their, I think their main motto is, you give every dollar a job. So mm -hmm. when you get a check, you put it in YNAB, and you give it, give each dollar a job and yeah. uh, then your check is gone and uh, but your bank account is has all the money in it and if you have to buy something or spend something you look at your category and you know how much you can spend in that you know dining out let's say or you know i want to buy a new airplane <laughs> <You're right. laughs> uh, well, do I have any money in my airplane budget? And, and no, listen, well, I guess I can't. <laughs> I listened to their podcast for some time. Um, I used to listen to, mm -hmm. you know, Dave Ramsey and YNAB, um, and they just have their very different flavors. And maybe like one yeah. approach will work better for a certain personality type than another. I always mm -hmm. felt like Dave Ramsey's style was like my dad telling me what I should do. Where I mm -hmm. feel like the YNAB folks were more like, like a compassionate brother friend, giving yeah, some uh -huh. like you know, advice that you know from things that they have learned. Um, mm -hmm. Just a very different tone, I think. Though I will admit, yep. and I'm admitting this on the on the show, uh, it kind of, <laughs> the YNAB app like we had a hard time figuring it out, and I think that if we were to it's do tricky. it again, we'd have yeah. to. Um, categorize things a little differently rather than like looking at like debts versus income we would have to just look at all mm -hmm. of our um bills rather than just mm -hmm. like you know because otherwise you know with the fact that we owned two houses at for a while it was you know it was just too complicated and i think we would be in a better place to try it again now yeah. but i have a friend who just posted again i think today or yesterday about how much money it's helped him save oh the whole give every uh, dollar mm -hmm. a job um i think the other thing about the YNAB approach is that they look at the money that you have or that you're getting and how you're going to spend it, where a lot of the other um, things like the Excel sheets for people just basically document what they did with their money. So it's very, you know, rather than looking forward, they're always looking backward. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. the YNAB approach is more forward thinking, like, here's what you're going to make. How are you going to handle it versus just documenting how many lattes did I buy last month? Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I, I'm not that great at it. Uh, it. It is a little tricky to understand, but so is 
you know, regular accounting and it's, yeah. and that isn't as helpful. It was a um, little embarrassing. Cause I was like, we've got three master's degrees between the two of us. And for yeah. some reason, my dad is not as intuitive as but we had hoped it would be. Yeah. I'm sure it probably is. We probably just would have needed to accept some help. <laughs> but it is true. It, it really does work and it's sort of fun and it does, it, you will see your money grow. I, I think. Um, yeah. And uh, you you mentioned what my wife what my wife does she she does that so I don't I can't really talk much more about it because she's mm, <laughs> the that's expert her about job. it but it has really transformed our financial picture good and uh, she also does all of our healthcare and bills and you know so she's busy doing all kinds of administrative stuff just and balancing so the household feel like working from home. It's it's a team, you know, and yeah. each whether one is, you know, professional and one is family stuff, it, it's all the same. Yeah. The professional stuff is for the family. And one the, of the questions the family that, stuff is to help the professional. <laughs> right. It's one of the things that I've asked a lot in the show is just, you know, how do you balance or manage or juggle the household responsibilities with your work responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And for you two, you've divided and conquered. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. I do a fair amount of vacuuming too. So. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Who does the cooking in your family? My wife. I've, I try once in a while, but. Yeah. Uh, for us, my don't, husband. Don't tell anybody I, I sort of fail on purpose. is she gonna watch this (laughs) um yeah and our family my husband he I mean he works his full-time job and he does more of the cooking and cleaning than I do but I Mm -hmm. we still have young children and there's a lot going on with managing their response or not their responsibilities but their activities um you know doctor's appointments all of that falls on me most of the time Mm -hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Well, I usually like to ask people if there was um, someone that came to you and was thinking about working from home for the first time. Now you are seasoned. You've done this in a few different stages of your life. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe you could break it down, you know, for someone who's thinking about uh, starting off working from home for the first time as a freelancer versus maybe like the online teaching thing with benefits. Like you kind of had your foot mm-hmm. in both worlds. Could you give some advice to both of those categories? Yeah. Um, I guess it's difficult because I feel like, you know, other people I've looked at and tried to aspire to be, you know, I I didn't reach it, but that's because I'm not them. Um, So it's probably going to look different than what I have. You know, I feel really fortunate where I am right now. uh, And I remember it was a struggle to get here. Um, so just remember that it's, it's not going to be easy, but, uh, if you want the benefits that you're going to get, um, and are willing to pay the price, uh, the cost is perhaps some security, perhaps, you know, dealing with, um, like the healthcare we talked about, or, you know, you just got to roll with bunches and, figure out what you need to do to get the life you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess 
probably my one of the biggest lessons was out of college, probably don't start your own business without any experience. So, uh, you know, if you have a job and you have a lot of experience and you have, you know, and don't quit your job until you have clients lined up, you know, those are all sort of basics you think I would have known. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes it feels hopeless and do some rash, make some rash decisions. But uh, at, at some point, it is a stretch. You have to just make the jump. Your daughter um, mentioned something that she really enjoyed from some of those years, though, was being able to have breakfast with her parents in the morning or yeah. drink a cup of, what was it, coffee or hot chocolate or something like that out out in the back. Mm -hmm. You'll have to describe the scene for us because I'm the between back porch. it. Was it the yeah. back porch? Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I think I, in my, I mentioned to you in, in my uh, forum that I always, my, my biggest dream was to have this big house and a family and, and to be a dad. And then uh, but being a dad was always, always trickled up to being the most important thing to me. So um that was, it was great being able to work from home many of the years as the kids were growing up. So I was able to spend a lot of time with them because it was really limited time that we have with them, you know, and they're grown now and they're doing well. And I feel good about that. Yeah. There are no felons. <laughs> Not uh, a felon <laughs> among them. <laughs> um, I guess, I don't know how to put it, sometimes I feel a little guilty that I don't work as hard as other people, but that was part of the plan. I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to work smarter and not harder. And, and now that I achieved it, why should I feel guilty about it? Let's do it. You know, this is, this is it, you know, let's do it while we can. <laughs> or, yeah. And then what about for the people that do need to have those health benefits um, and the teaching job? Do you have anything mm. that you want to say about that angle? Well, if you don't have an employer health benefit, um, there are a lot of resources available. There's always the marketplace plans. Um, they're a little expensive, but that's the cost of being self-employed. That's one of those costs, the price to pay. Um, and if you're really starting out and, um, you know, you may also qualify for a state plan, which mm -hmm. would be free. So no, no shame in that. It's, I believe uh, we should take care of each other. So. Let's, you know, healthcare is an important part of life. I would rather have the state plan than no insurance in case uh, mm -hmm. unexpected health, you know, condition yeah. or something appeared. I don't know if I answered your question. Is that the right track? Or? Yeah. Um, what about okay. just, um, I guess one of the things that I like to just remind people is just that you know, working from home doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go the entrepreneurial route, especially right at the beginning. Right. 
you can get a work from home job as an employee or as a freelancer um, contractor or something like that. There's so many different variations on this theme. Um, working from home doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have benefits and it doesn't necessarily mean that you do have benefits. <laughs> you might right. get to be your own boss or you might have a boss. And it's just, I think, mm -hmm. you know, just weigh all of the different options out there and think, you know, what level of risk am I willing to hang on to? What level of um, freedom do I need uh, to be satisfied? Yeah. And then find that balance right. that works for your family, for you, for that era, right. you know, the stage of your life. Yeah. Every family's different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts before we go? How can people find you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, my name's Mark DeGallier. It's D-E-G-A-L-L-I-E-R. Uh, you can also fill out a form at our company's website, littlelightmedia.com. And that's how you could contact me. How do you spell little light? L-I-T-T-L-E. L-I-T-T-L-E, L-I-G-H-T, M-E-D-I-A. Okay, got it. All right, well, thank you so much, Mark. I'm so thankful that we were able to connect on a short notice. Thank even. you. Yeah, this was fun and interesting, and it sounds as though uh, I get to interview half of your family now. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. uh, maybe it all wore off a little bit. <laughs> it's good. All right. Well, thank you so much. I will uh, put your website, your LinkedIn and things into the show notes and people can reach out if they are, um, if they have any questions about any of the things we talked about. Otherwise, I guess we'll maybe see you sometime in Tucson area. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank All you right. very much. This has been Mark DeGallier. Did I say it correctly? Yep. Close. This has been Mark De DeGallier with April Malone and Yes, I Work From Home and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Mark. Thanks.